Money is simply just a tool that you can use that can turn into a key to unlock doors. It can be a tool that can be handed over to help improve your health. It's a tool that can be invested in coaches and mentors that can help you grow. And so at the core, money is simply just an exchange of value. This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that will help you escape the Wall Street casino and build wealth on Main Street by investing in real estate. I'm your host, Taylor Lote, and today our guest is Stephen Pesavento. Stephen is a wealth of knowledge. He went from being a high-earning, busy professional in management consulting to diving straight into real estate investing and just killing it to now being a financially independent full-time real estate investor for over a decade. He achieved some big things, and today we're going through key mindset shifts that he learned and that he's sharing with you that enabled him to do so many big deals early on and get out of the rat race, build passive income, become a full-time real estate investor. There's so many great nuggets of knowledge and ways in which you can shift your mindset to get more done in real estate, set better targets, focus on what's really valuable, and understand better how money works, what that means to real estate investors. Because we talk about money in a different way than your typical busy professional real estate investors. We think about it differently. And today, we're getting into that as well with Stephen. So much great knowledge. You're going to learn a ton. Once again, I'm your host, Taylor Vote. I'm a real estate investor. I focus on multifamily and self-storage investments. If you'd like to learn more about potentially investing with us on a future deal, just go to investwithtaylor.com, fill out the form and schedule a call, and I will look forward to speaking with you soon. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Once again, our guest today is Stephen Pesavento. Let's go. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. For our listeners out there who don't know about you and your background, can you tell us about how you got started in real estate and what you're doing now with Von Finch Capital? Well, my name is Stephen Pesavento, and you know I've been in the real estate and investing space for nearly a decade. But before I got started in real estate, when I was a kid, I wanted nothing more than to be a chef like Emeril Lagasse or renovate houses like Bob Vila. So all that HGTV and Food Network eventually paid off because I found my way into real estate after a career in management consulting and working in tech and working in big businesses and fast growth startups. I was just on this path where I thought that if I follow the traditional way of thinking, if I go to school, I get a job, I work hard for a 401k and a gold watch that hopefully at the end, I'm going to be taken care of. But as I was on that path, I started looking around. I started seeing all of these people, the people that I cared about and was mentored by. And I looked at their life and I said, that's not the life I want to live. And so I went on this journey of you know, moving from the corporate world into tech and tech eventually into investing. And that was all because I wanted to live a better life. I wanted to figure out, hey, how can I live a life that I really enjoy? How can I live a life that I'm fulfilled? And and that led me into real estate in part because real estate has so many dreamers, so many people who are so focused on personal growth, on being able to go and live a better life and go and do the things necessary to get there. So, you know, track record wise, you know, I started my company, never had bought a real estate deal in my life, had no money in the bank, you know, went into debt on credit cards and and loans. By the end of that first year, I had purchased over 75 houses, average purchase price 250 to 300,000. So these weren't cheap houses. 75 houses led to another 75 and by the end of 3 years had bought over 200 homes. And that's a lot of renovation. That's a lot of management. 
And that's a pretty big team you got to build. Yeah, I built that. I think I started when I was 25, 26 years old. But I got to this point where I realized that I had made a lot of money and I had shown myself that I could do it. I had proven that, okay, I can go and do this thing that I wanted to do. But I started looking around and realizing I was at the top of the wrong mountain peak. You know, I was in my circles. I had succeeded very quickly and had made a lot of money and things were great. But I realized that I really wanted a business where I could serve people who were like me, who had the right mindset, that wanted to create a better life, that were interested in doing the things and, and learning and growing and people that I could learn from and true partners, find some true alignment of interests. And so, you know, it was a hard decision, but transition from that space, buying homes and, and doing renovations and running a very transactional business, working with a tenant class or a class of people that is just in a really tough place to building a business that's extremely, not only scalable, but very fulfilling. So today, Von Finch Capital, the firm that I founded nearly a decade ago, focuses on going out and buying real estate assets and other types of private equity investments that create cash flow, as well as being able to grow wealth and you know doing all of that within a tax efficient manner, just like a lot of people who you probably hear from. But what's a little unique about us is that we're very focused on impact investing. So we're investing the same type of assets that you might see in other syndications, but a portion of our profit we're donating directly to charity. We're donating that money to charity in part to perpetuate this belief that I have having grown up in such a challenging childhood with a lot of trauma and a lot of fear around money to be able to teach young people and old about how to be able to not only understand how money works, but start living with the investor mindset. So a lot of the donations that we do are all focused around mind and health and and wealth and, and some of the things that I think are so important to living a good life. And that kind of plays into, I run a podcast called The Investor Mindset Show, million plus downloads, top podcasts. It's been really rewarding to be able to share that, but then also to be able to share that with people who wouldn't normally tune in and, and listen. I love that. Well, there's so much there and you achieved a lot early on in real estate. And I'd like to dig a bit into the concept of the investor mindset and, and how money works and what that has meant to you throughout your evolution from a management consultant, which is generally a high earning, busy professional to now a full-time real estate investor, there have got to be some pretty big money and, and psychology lessons in there. So let's dive in, into that a little bit. And we can start wherever you want on those topics, but you just want to dive into those. Well, I think one of the most important things to understand is that we all learn to have the beliefs we have based on our life experiences. They come from our childhood. They come from our parents. They come from the tragedies and the challenges we experience and the beautiful experiences. So they all are installed into us based on the life that we live and our surroundings. And so what's so interesting about that is that in the society we live in today, most people have the traditional view of money. It's very much a go to school, get a job, work for a 401k, hope that someone else is going to take care of me at the end of the day, that I put in my time and I'm going to be in a good shape. The investor way of thinking, the investor mindset really comes down to understanding that the purpose behind going and earning money in your job or your business is specifically to invest that money into assets that pay you. They pay you now, they grow and they pay you later, and they set you up to have better tax benefits that go along with that. So when you step into the investor mindset, there's really seven rules for living with them. I'll just talk about them casually, 
But if you like what I'm talking about, I absolutely recommend you subscribe to the Investor Mindset because we share a lot of great stuff on the same thing. But one of the first and most important pieces of living with the Investor Mindset comes down to actually designing your life with intention. It's getting clear on what you want and why you want it. And when you get clear on what you want and you understand the purpose behind it, all of that does is it gets you even more clear so that you know that when you go to work, you're number two, you're earning to invest right? You're earning that money. So whether you're in a job that you love or a job you hate, either way, you're going to work with purpose. And the purpose is to be able to earn that money and to be able to stash it away into investments, into assets, things that are going to pay you forever. And so what's really important is you got to invest into assets that actually serve your life vision. So I find a lot of people make this mistake and it's common because there's a lot of exciting opportunities to make investments. But if you're somebody who is in a position where you're making not a lot of money, you don't have a lot of extra cash to invest and you're thinking to yourself, well, hey, I need to invest for cash flow today. I'm going to get that little tiny bit of cash flow. I love it. I'm all about passive income. I think it's really important. But if your life vision is to change your life five years from now or 10 years from now, because maybe you're young, maybe you've got a long lead time, or you don't have those things to worry about, then you need to be focused on investing for growth, right? You want to be compounding that money as quickly as you can in the most safe environment and investments that you can find to get you there. But if you're middle-aged and you've been working at a job, making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, or you've just been really good at saving, you got a lot stashed away in retirement and bank accounts and in your home and in assets. You want to be able to take that money out that isn't earning you an income and you want to start investing it with the purpose of creating passive income. Because when you do that, when you name your number, when you name the number, the specific amount that you need to earn every single month to live passively, to be able to actually be free, not free to sit at home and do nothing unless that's your dream, but to be free to do whatever you want then you need to be having that passive income coming in. And so the final piece that I'll share on the investor mindset is that when you go through this process of thinking differently, one of the ways to get there is you need to invest in yourself. It's one of the biggest and best investments that you can make. So no matter if you're somebody who's earning a million dollars a year or you're earning $50,000 a year, the level of investment into yourself is one of the most crucial things that you can do because Without the skills and the knowledge, you won't have the confidence to actually do something, to take some action, to go and find the right people to invest with, the right people to trust, and you'll end up getting stuck. And if you don't have a team of experts around you, CPAs, attorneys, investment sponsors, great people that you can look to, to learn from and learn from their mistakes and their clients' mistakes, and you don't have access to insider deals then you're going to be in a position where you're fishing in the same pond that every other average person does. And the way to live like an investor is to do what not everybody's doing, but rather to find where are those inside opportunities that end up leading to much bigger growth while taking a lot less risk while doing so. Wow. So there's so much there. Love that you mentioned or hit on investing in yourself. I'm curious for your self and, and your investments in yourself. What are some ways in which over the years you would say you've invested in yourself? So I'll tell you a little bit of a story about where I started. When I was growing up, you know, I had the gift 
of having a really challenging childhood. The kind of trauma, the kind of abuse and addiction issues that when people hear about the details, you know, it's it's disturbing. It's not exciting. People think, oh, well, that's terrible. They feel bad. They feel shame. They feel guilt. But for me instead, what I've realized and I've come to through the work that I've done, a lot of mindset work, a lot of psychology, a lot of the good things that help us unlock our true potential is that those things were actually some great gifts. When you grow up without a lot and you're in an environment that you don't like and you don't want to recreate for your family, you get the gift of being driven to go find another way to go find another path to being able to live a different life. And so I was granted that gift and I couldn't be more grateful for it. But in order for me to be able to see that, you know, you, you go to school, you go to college, you invest in the traditional way because you're hoping that it's going to work. You're hoping it's going to get you there. And then you get out the other side and you realize, oh, well, maybe that wasn't quite it. But there's still lessons that were learned. But one of the first times that I invested in a paid coach and a paid mentor was after I had traded hundreds of hours of my time, tens of thousands of dollars of products and services that I normally charge my clients for, I had traded those to go and follow a coach and a mentor route. I had made an irresistible offer to somebody because I had some limiting beliefs about making that investment in paying somebody. So what did I do? Well, I didn't have a lot of money, so I traded my time. It's a great way to do it if you're kind of at that earlier stage or you still have that fear. But the truth is the moment that I really accelerated my career was I had a business partner in one of my early businesses. And this business partner had already invested in some coaching and training. And I, again, had traded my time and energy and skills in order to get access to some of that training, right? I had found a back door in without me having to exchange dollars. But once we were business partners, he had found a coaching program, a mastermind, that had a hundred people who were running the exact business that we were looking to build. And it cost $25,000. And at the time I thought to myself, man, that's so much money. I don't have that kind of money. I don't know. What if they scam us? What if, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't learn something from it? Like, where's the guarantee? Where's all these things that go with it? But fortunately, he really pushed me, pushed me out of my comfort zone. He almost was coaching me in that moment. So when I spent that 25,000, I jumped into this group. I had found $10,000, $15,000, of value the first day just reading through the comments in the community, let alone the millions of dollars of value that I gained by being able to model these people's businesses. And then that's what led me to be able to buy 75 properties without ever having any experience in real estate. I never even owned my own single family home. So that was the first experience of it. And once I had that experience, I was all about the education. So weekly or monthly basis, I have two or three different coaching calls with different experts in, in mindset and personal development. I have coaches and, and mentors in finance and in scaling. I've got some great advisors on legal and, and CPAs and, and other tax things that are out of the norm. But by paying for these things, I receive so much ROI back. And even more so, I'm able to share that with people who are in my community who are my clients or my friends or my family and things like that. Nice. Wow. So, so much there. You had also mentioned the way, learning about how money works. And I think when you're coming from a busy professional background, not a real estate expert background, it's hard to make that particular mindset shift. And it's hard to really know what that means, especially for busy professionals who 
have their personal finances in order. Hey, I know how money works. I balance my checkbook. I you know, spend much less than I earn. I have savings. That's all great. But in the real estate context, we think about money a bit differently. Can we dig a bit into how you made that mindset shift and, and how you think about how money works as a successful real estate investor? Yeah. So when I was growing up with the blue collar mindset, oldest of a single mom who worked in a bar and a restaurant and a father who worked really hard in a blue collar sales type role, definitely had that scarcity mindset around money. I thought, well, there's not enough of it. Where is it going to come from? How am I going to exchange my time for money? That's where I started. What I learned over time is that money is simply just a tool. It's a tool that you can use that can turn into a key to unlock doors. It can be a tool that can be handed over to help improve your health. It's a tool that can be invested in coaches and mentors that can help you grow. It's a tool that can allow you to go you know, have more options to go travel or spend time with your family or do any of the things you want it to do. But you have to understand where it comes from and how it works. And so at the core, money is simply just an exchange of value. It only has value because we say it has a value. And so when we understand that money is just an exchange of value, then we have to then get clear on how do we go about creating value for others. So it's a very business mindset. And a lot of professionals understand this, but if you can really live it, it can go to another level. So for example, when you go to work, they pay you $100,000 a year to work in your job. That business is saying, I'm going to get $100,000 of value. And I'm also going to make sure that I can get another two or three or $500,000 of value from the work that you're putting in. So if you have that in your mind, when you're going into work, you can think, Hey, how can I be more valuable to my employer? so that I, my skills and services and knowledge are more value and therefore I can get paid more for them, whether it's with this employer or out in the free marketplace. But the same is true when it comes to investing. When you invest your money into a private equity deal, when you invest your money into the stock market, when you invest your money into anything else, what you're doing is you're saying, hey, well, I have this valuable resource called money. It's valuable because you need it and I have it. And you have something that I need. So there's an exchange of value that happens when you make an investment. The operator in a syndication or fund, the value that they receive from having that money is the ability to go and purchase more of whatever that business is. In, in our case, we're talking about real estate and multifamily. So by partnering with our investors and giving them 60 to 80% of the profit on the deals that we do, we have the opportunity to be able to buy eight to 10 times more real estate deals than if we used our own money. And by doing that, we're able to get the economies of scale and we're able to then reduce the cost of operating and we're therefore able to increase the return that we receive for doing all the work and effort. So when somebody invests into a private equity deal, they're essentially buying into a partnership where we as the fund manager and, and the syndicator who's going to go out there and buy, operate, and manage this asset, this real estate, this business, we're going to go and do all the work and we're going to receive a percentage of the profit on that deal. So when you understand that money is nothing but an exchange of value and that what you have as an investor is you have a valuable resource that other people are going to be looking for and they have something that they can give back to you in return, 
it all starts to make a lot more sense why you invest and then also how you go about finding the right opportunities where you have insider deals with people with insider knowledge that can give you access to opportunities other people don't have access to, which typically means less risk, higher returns, and an overall better deal for you. So we talk about money and how money is a store and exchange of value. And rather than thinking about the scarcity of money, money is abundant. Now, the one thing that we cannot get more of is time. I often find that guys in your position, folks in your position and women are there too, of course, think about their time as a scarce asset and money as abundant. Do you agree with that? And and how do you think about the value of your time? I mean, the value of your time is the most important asset you have because once it's gone, you don't have more of it and you don't really know how much you actually have. At any point in time, it could be over for any of us. And that could seem like a dark thing to share. And as a, a guy who about three, almost four years ago, my little sister passed away in a car accident. It was tragic. Wow. Again, that kind of trauma and challenge can be redirected. Yes, you grieve. Yes, we go through the terrible things. But what it can do is it can remind you that you only have the moment you have. And so to me, time is the most valuable resource that I have. I'm happy to invest it into things and people and businesses that are going to allow me to make a bigger impact to the world because I don't know how much time I have left. But what's beautiful about that is that when you can gain more money, you can start buying your time back. You can start buying it back. You can start saying, hey, I'm not going to do the things that I don't want to do. Maybe you love mowing the lawn at your house. Great. You should do it. If you don't, you should hire somebody. Because if you're earning a hundred or two hundred or a thousand dollars an hour, like many of the people that I know and myself, paying somebody twenty or forty dollars an hour to do work at your house seems like an absolute no-brainer. And so that's what's beautiful is that you can actually buy your time back when you can start getting enough of those resources and start thinking. What's the return on investment? If I have more time to myself, now I can relax. I can be refreshed. So when I go into that meeting, I'm ready to make that sale. I'm ready to close the deal. I'm ready to work on this next thing that's going to end up bringing a lot more revenue or joy into my life, whatever those things are. Wow. So our, our time with you is a bit limited. Before I move to the three questions I ask every guest on the show, I'm curious how you balance that economic calculation of, okay, I could spend time in my business, value my time at say $1,000 an hour. I could hire someone to cut my lawn and everything. How do you balance that with things that frankly, you can't put a dollar value on like spending time with your family? I mean, I don't think it would be appropriate to try to put a dollar value on that necessarily, but we still want to have time to do that and, and draw that balance. So how do you think about those things in, in your personal life that you can't really put a dollar value on, but are still important and we need to make time for and have time for? I think at the end of the day, one of the things I always talk about is naming your number. So naming your number comes down to getting clear on how much money you need to earn to live the life you want to live, right? You got a number today, how much you're earning or how much you're spending today. Maybe that's your today number. You set this dream vision. You figure out what it's going to cost to live that life. And that's your tomorrow number. But the whole point of naming your number is that it truly, most people don't want to put a number on that. They don't want to acknowledge that they are putting a number on the cost or value of the quality time they spend with their family. But the truth is they are. They are every single day when you go to work, you're choosing to not spend time with your family. Now you might think, hey, I got to do it. 
Well, you got to do it because you haven't named your number. You haven't sat down and gone through the process and invested in assets that set you up to live free of anything that you want to do. Now, with that said, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with going and working hard or making an impact. It's important to do that as a person, but you have to be honest with yourself that if you're working a thousand hours a week and you're making a hundred dollars an hour and you're not spending any time with your family, then the value of your time with your family is, is less than a hundred dollars an hour. But if you can sit down and rationally think to yourself, Hey, well, how much time do I want to spend with my family? What's important to me? What are those key things that I need to make sure that I'm there and present for? Not present physically, but present emotionally. And then how am I going to schedule and prioritize that into my day? And am I willing to take whatever kind of financial loss in order to do that? Now, most people with means would easily make that choice, no doubt, right? If that's something that they want, They'd say, I'm going to make that a priority. I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to hire somebody. I'm going to do something that's going to give me that space and time to go and do that with the family. So at the end of the day, what I'm saying is there is a number attached to it. It might not be sexy or it might not emotionally feel good to say that, but at the end of the day, it's true. It is. And it's important to be aware and, and conscious of those things and the, and the calculations that we're making and, and keep our, our mind on the value of our time. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Are you looking for a way to easily track your rental property finances? Check out Stessa. Stessa makes managing real estate investments simple. You can easily keep track of the performance, finances, and the paper trail of your rental properties. Our listeners can get started for free and then upgrade at any time to unlock their more advanced tools. And the even better news is that the upgrade is very affordable and will not break your bank. Smart investors know that tracking the numbers, tracking the money, tracking the finances is what really drives your success. Check out Stessa. It'll make your property finances easier. Just go to escapingwallstreet.com Scroll down to the Stessa logo and get started for free. Now back to the show. All right, Stephen, I've got three questions I ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. First one, what is the best investment you ever made other than in your education? Yeah, I mean, you've taken out the most valuable investment I've ever made with That's that right. question. But when it comes down to it, getting started with anything has been one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned. And so I'd have to say one of the first real estate deals that I ever did, you know, that feeling of success, that feeling of closing it and making some great money. I mean, there's nothing better than returning capital to investors, knowing that they're making double digit returns consistently and knowing that I also got something great out of it. Like they're winning, I'm winning, we're aligned in this together. There's no greater feeling than that. So the first investment, the last investment, all of them along the way have all given me that feeling. So we had the best investment. Now we go to the other side of that coin, the worst investment. What is the worst investment you ever made? Yeah. So there was a project that I bought maybe about seven years ago. We were doing a lot of volume at the time. You know, we're buying seven, 10 houses a week on some weeks. So we had a lot of projects that were going on in the pipeline and it was a little crazy. We had this one project that we were really excited about it. it was like a 7,000 square foot house. It was very unique, which is a downside when you're talking about buying, selling properties. It has its downside for sure. So we should have made about a hundred to $150,000 on that project. But what happened was 
It took about a year and a half to sell. Ended up getting put on the back burner. It was like that ugly stepchild that everyone wants to keep looking over until finally sat down and said, hey, we need to let the listing manager go. We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to take some action and make that decision. When we ended up selling that property, I wrote a check for $50,000. So I lost about $50,000 on that, made my investors whole, paid them the rate of interest that we had agreed on and projected from the beginning. So they came out in a great spot. I think the best thing about that is I felt such a relief knowing that that was no longer a problem. That deal was behind me. I had the lesson and I also had the trust of my people, my partners, because they saw how I handled it and that I took care of them. Nice. Well, not nice, but an important lesson nonetheless. Well, speaking of which, my favorite question here at the end of the show is what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing? I think the most important lesson that I've ever learned when it comes to investing is you need to get clear on what you want. You need to get clear on that dream vision for what you're doing, what the outcome is that you're actually going after. Not look at what everyone else is doing, but simply sit down and ask yourself and ask your family, what is it that I really want? Why am I going to invest? What's the purpose behind going and learning this knowledge and doing something new? And from that place, when you name your number and you get clear on the target of where you want to be, some really incredible things happen because yeah, you can put together a great investment plan. Yeah, you can go into multifamily and, and notes and oil and gas and all their kinds of opportunities. They'll end up getting you there. And it's exciting in the moment. But what's even more exciting is knowing that you're making progress towards that dream life that you want to live. And I don't think there's any better lesson that you can learn early on is to focus on that first. Awesome. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of these lessons. Once again, if folks want to reach out, if they want to get in touch, if they want to track you down on the internet or anything like that, where can they find you? Yeah, the best place is the Investor Mindset Podcast. Go and subscribe. I've also got a great, we've been talking about the Investor Mindset. We've been talking about naming your number. I've got a great calculator and a, and a tool for helping you name your number and also putting together that plan that's going to end up leading you closer to financial freedom. You can grab that at investormindset.com slash number. You can just do that right on the website. It's great. We've got a really good program built to help you be able to figure out where is that path for you. And of course, if you want to get in touch directly, shoot me a DM at steven.pesavento on Instagram and LinkedIn and look forward to, to working with you. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for joining us today. To everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars if you don't mind, you guys. I appreciate that so, so much. That helps other people learn about the show because that helps us rank higher in the Apple Podcasts ecosystem. And I'm always honest with you guys, that gives me a nice little warm and fuzzy feeling because I get to see your ratings and reviews. I get to see that you're engaging with the content and you're escaping the Wall Street Casino along with us. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Right now, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.